Hey, this is Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative, and we're back on Behind the Vinyl. I went looking for trouble. So who, who's the right said friend? Is that coming? Remember the song, I Am Too Sexy? Yep. I am too yep. Sexy. That's, that's, with, that's the part with these three things. <laughs> but who, whose idea was it to put that in like that? that? That's Josh's idea. That's Josh. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's all him. <laughs> oh man, I I wish I forgot how to do this. It's been a while since I've been like I would do stuff. Oh, here it is. Here here we go. Host disabled participant. All right. Anyway, oh, you, can, you, right can, you can you can email look up it. the song and you'll hear you'll hear the Yeah. You'll you'll hear the the melody line. Like it it could be. Uh, you could mix it up for um. What's it? Um, Jimi Hendrix. Dude. Uh, right. Hey Jude. It could also be Jimi Hendrix. Like uh, what's it? Third Stone from the Sun. I think. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's you know, there's there's bands like you guys, and it's okay. I got the link through now. It's also bands okay. like um, Mashuga. You know that everyone thinks like, oh, they must be the scariest. Like Type A must be scary. You don't want to go near these guys. Right. Yeah. Which is <laughs> always such a great sense of humor for for bands like you guys. Yeah. I mean, we never, never, ever took ourselves too seriously. You know, it's it's not like you know, like we're developing a cure for cancer or something like that. You're just playing in a playing in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! 
Well, they, they could be said for Pantera as well. So this is one question I never got to ask, but it could be said for Pantera because they were just especially dime, you know, practical joke from, you know, and, and the same with Tony Iommi. He was the Mr. Practical Joker on, on everything. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, yeah so especially with Pantera, those guys were, it was all about having fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, they, they made great music and they came up with like, you know, the, the, the iconic and the, the iconic rips and stuff like that. But it, at the same time, like, you know, like when they weren't on stage, they were totally clowning around. It was like, there was nothing serious at all. Like you were never really sure if time was being serious or not. Like if there was, if there was the moment that, that came up where you just like, just like making a little bit of small talk or something like that, you were like waiting for something to happen around you at all times. <laughs> Like they, uh, when we were on tour with them, right, it was my birthday. So they, they get a cake and they bring me on stage and I'm standing next to Diamond. He's holding a cake and the, the audience is singing happy birthday to me. And I'm just waiting for this cake to hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And it ne it never did. And I like I, when I, I left the stage, I went back. I was like, that didn't go how I expected it to. You know, <laughs> which I, I was fine with that. But at the same time, I was like, I thought for sure. But maybe that was the joke, right? <laughs> because I was expecting it, then he didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and but yes, they were like you know, like they they were uh, very uh, endearing and warm people. Yeah, you know, which. Which which was great, and you know because we we got to we did a lot of touring with them, you know between you know touring with them as you know just Pantera and Typo Negative, and then doing a, a whole summer with them with Ozfest, you know two years later that was you know we spent a lot of time together and was, you know became became pretty good friends. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know and that friendship remained all throughout the years afterwards, you know leading up to when, when both of them passed away. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you ever did you ever visit the um, uh, the clubhouse? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hear it's kind of everyone must go when they're in Texas. Like, like uh, they don't it, they don't have it anymore. They don't. No. They don't. No, but it was. Yeah, it was. Every time you, every time you came to Dallas, you always went through there. They had bus parking and stuff, and you, so you just pull the bus right up and go into the go into the club and forget about ninety percent of what happened in there by the time you left. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was always very grateful that the bus was just right outside because you were complete mess when you left that place <laughs> i played there right you played there we played there yes me and kenny uh with the seven void record we did this Vinnie paul put the seven void record out on his label big Vin records yep. so we did the record release party at the clubhouse okay. and we played we played a set and then after our set they had a kiss tribute band play Oh, nice. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It yeah. got live, I think they live streamed it and stuff, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I know some bands have played the clubhouse. Well, we were one of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, you, you mentioned Ozfest and that was 
That's in 97. That was 25 years ago. I mean, it was a, a, a summer tour like that with all those bands. Wasn't that just like a constant party? Must have been a lot of fun. It was like summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. There was there was always some kind of trouble going on, like something usually pretty chaotic. I mean, we had Marilyn Manson on that tour, we had Machine Head, Fear Factory, uh, uh, what else? What other bands were playing there with that? Uh, oh, shit, that other band that... What was cool. the band? Uh, John Garcia had Neurosis was on that tour. They were really fucking heavy.
from uh, from Sweden? Yeah, Drain. Drain SDH yeah. was there. We did tons yeah. of touring with them. Right. Right. It, it felt like years of touring with them. It might have been. It might have been years. <laughs> hmm. you know, which uh, with that, I'm still. You know, we're still still friends today. Yeah. Still close friends. Yeah. They still talk to Anna and Martina pretty often, actually. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, no, not Martina. Anna and uh, oh yeah, Martina. Martina. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Maria. I haven't spoken to Maria in ages. Yeah. Right. Right. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're good people. I love them. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like sisters. They're family. Did you get to hang with uh, Ozzy? A little bit, you know, not yeah. too much. He he wasn't really hanging out much. No. Like you know, like you like you'd see him in passing, or like you know, like he'd, he'd stop by and like you know, a little bit of small talk. You know, Peter used to give him a hard time. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter used to give him a hard time. Hey, Ozzy, uh, you know, if you want vocal lessons, our dressing room, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sucking a dog's big fat dog's ass? <laughs> but uh, Sharon must have loved Peter. Yes, Sharon was actually great to us. She was always always sweet to us and stuff, and uh, very nice all the time. Yeah, yeah. She was she was she was really good to us. You know, like you know, we were on our good side. And as long as you don't get on our bad side, you're okay. <laughs> yeah but i could see that she would work with that as you mentioned before the uh that new york brooklyn style of talking to your friends i could see that sharon would kind of like that interaction well yeah there isn't any kind of like you know like there isn't any yeah i guess like you know there's no pretentiousness there's uh like you usually like you know a lot of times like you know like you run across people and they're just talking to you to try to get something from you and that was never that was never our objective like you know like we always you know we always said what we meant and yeah meant what we said we just never any bullshit that's no you know and so either like you know like people would be like oh you know that's pretty cool they'd be like wow these guys are fucking asshole You know, but um, but we were always like you know like as far as like a like a like a working group, it was always you know we were always pretty professional. Never like you know don't overstep bounds. Like you know you always knew your place, especially you know when you're a support act. You know it's very easy to you know get sent home. You know? Yeah. So, so we we never had any issues with anyone we were opening up for and stuff. Right. And then you know we carried that over. You know when we became headliners and stuff, we. Do we treat, you know, the bands that were coming out with us, you know, do we treat them the same way? And it was, yeah. you know, and it, there was never, you know, I mean, there was a couple of times where some stuff got a little hairy with some opening bands and, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't the end of the world, you know, like, no. you know figure it out, you know, you know, things run a certain way, you know, as long as you do that, you know, everything's cool, you know, yeah. we'll, go, we'll, we'll overextend ourselves to be accommodating to you, you know, right. Which was guys like, you know, like, like Pantera and stuff. They would, they did that to us. And so that's, I guess like, you know, as kids, that's how we were raised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And uh, like, uh, let me say, let me use to say, apparently uh, that uh, good manners doesn't cost anything. 
Right. It doesn't, you know, it's no. probably, it's more, I think it's more work to be an asshole to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it, it, it takes more, it's more effort, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've been, I've been told by my ex-wife and my current wife that I'm very good at. <laughs> but you mentioned earlier on, you mentioned EM Pace and taking a liking and, and you really like him as a drummer. But yeah. when you started out, I mean, who were the drummers that you really idolized and looked to? Uh, the first one was Peter Chris, you know, like he oh, was right, the yeah. one, that, you know, like, uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, my dad brought home Kiss Alive, and that was like the game changer. You know, like yeah. I was raised. You know, my father was always into uh, my father was always into music, so there was always like you know, like I remember as a, a real small kid, like instead of getting an allowance, my father was like, "If you were good for the week, I'll let you have one of my records." Oh, nice! Which you know, just went from one room to the other. Yeah, <laughs> but then I. <laughs> Then I would put my name on it.
was like, you know, like I was, I was raised, I was indoctrinated on the Stones and the Beatles, you know, so like, you know, like, a, you know, whatever Ringo was a favorite, you know, but, uh, you know, but like when uh, Peter Chris was, was the guy when I first, when I took my first drum lesson, right. you know, you, I wanted to be Peter Chris. Right. And my brother wanted to be a thrill. And, uh, you know, from there, then I discovered Led Zeppelin, and then it was all Led Zeppelin, then Black Sabbath, and then and then it went on from there. And then, like you know, like there were other like you know other bands. Like it was a big Tommy Lee fan when I was younger. Like you know, Shout Out the Devil had just come out, and uh, like uh, yeah, Tommy Lee, uh, I was a big uh, Metallica fan. Right. As a teenager, big Metallic fan, big Overkill fan, big Anthrax fan. Uh, and then, like, uh, some of the other guys, like, you know, like, uh, like Cozy Powell, Tommy Aldridge. Tommy Aldridge was a huge one. Uh, which now, like, you know, I, you know, like when Rudy first, when Rudy came back to, you know, back to Quiet Riot, I was like, oh, I was like, you know, it's like, it's like, We've been playing together long enough now. Like, enough about you. Tell me about Tommy Aldridge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, what's it like playing with him? You know, what's that like? You know, <laughs> Tommy this, and Tommy that, and blah blah blah. It's like, you know, it's cool that you play. Like, yeah, you play with Ozzy. That's great. Oh, but you played with Tommy Aldridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, enough about you. <laughs> right. Enough, right. enough about you, Rudy Sarzo. <laughs> and uh but yeah and then like you know later on you know, like but but yeah the the big ones were uh bottom and bill Ward. those right. those were the big ones those are the ones that have stuck with me from the beginning up until now and uh you know i'll listen to those sabbath and zeppelin records and i'm still discovering things on all right right you know and then it's like oh wow what was that was, you know check that out oh shit yeah that's kind of cool you know like little, little little things, like you know, and and that that were kids, and, uh, that were that were kids then, you know. John Bonham was like he was a, he was a baby when he recorded those those. Movies. I know, and it's frustrating. Like now, now that I'm in my you know I'm 54 years old, and I'm studying now, like that, like what this kid was doing, you know, 50 years ago, and I'm like, I would never pay this much attention to something that my kid was telling me. Right. <laughs> and it's like that stuff is gospel. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's funny too, like I've I've been fortunate enough that I've become friends with Bill, with Bill Ward. Oh, really cool. That's so so like so like when we hang out and stuff, I try not to get too fanboy on him. Right. <laughs> and uh like you know, like we'll talk about gear, like you know, we'll talk about like you know, stuff like that, and I'll be like like what happened to this drum set? Where's that one? You still have that? You still have the slingling kit? You know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, you know, I said, I've seen pictures of like when you were recording like Paranoid. I was like, I was like, this is a really weird symbol setup you have. You just have a ride and a crash and they're just like, you know, right next to each other. I was like, like, what made you do that? And he goes, I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. that's, all, that's all I could afford. I was like, totally makes sense. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
very good. (laughs) You've answered all my questions. (laughs) But but it's, you know, it's great to be able to talk to him about stuff like that. Like, you know, but I try not to do too much. Like, you know, like I don't want to like pester him. I don't want to interview him while we're like, you know, having lunch. Like, you you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it can easily go there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. What we've done, I've done a couple of uh, a couple of Sabbath covers I've recorded recently, you know, and stuff. And I sent them the track. I was like, I was like, I need your opinion on this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you're on you're on the uh, the very first Nativity in Black record, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was cool. And at the time, you know, like really didn't think anything of it. Mm. Like we we just. You know, like we we got asked to do a song, do a track for the record, mm-hmm. and we were just in the studio doing it, and it just it just became this thing. And actually, we were having a, actually having a lot of fun with it because there's a lot of inside jokes in it and stuff like that. We, I mean, we make references to Kenny's boss as a plumber. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're calling him Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it was it was cool and it was like you know it wasn't like we didn't want it to be a cover you know we it was kind of like it's like with a lot of with most of our covers like you know they weren't always just like you know like just a straight cover like you know replicate what was originally done we tried to look at it as you know, like this would be a cool song to cover or whatever. And how would it turn out had it been written by Typo Negative? Right. So we tried to put that twist on it. And it was like that, that song actually came out pretty cool. I, you know, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, uh, from what I understand, it's Sabbath's favorite cover of one of their songs. There you go. Nice. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, take that one. Yeah, I like that one.
have you ever have you ever talked about like putting together some kind of box set with like live stuff and demos and and things like that there has been talk of it uh, at, at one point we were uh we had brought up the the possibility of like you know like the october rust demos trying to get them released and at the time there wasn't an interest in it they they you know they passed on it right wow yeah and uh will it happen down the road i have no idea as far as live stuff there really isn't a lot of it out there that was recorded professionally right right like you know like multi-track and stuff yeah. where we can do something give it a proper mix and yeah. release it we're always trying to we're always trying to run into stuff like that if we find it like a lot of that stuff like you can't even find it's hard to locate who has it like you know who owns it yeah you know that that happened with dead again right like you know like the record disappeared on us and gone wow we had no idea who had it, couldn't locate it. It was, it, you know, it was like whatever next to the Titanic or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know it got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and that went on for years because like we couldn't get it on any streaming services and stuff. We didn't have the rights to it. So we didn't, there was right. nothing that we could do. Right. And we've, you know, like for years, we've been trying to locate it, trying to like, you know, like get in touch with SPV. Like, you know, who did you sell it to? They didn't yeah. even know. They was just, it was gone. They were like, we don't know. We, wow. That's what they said. Like, that was like the official response. We don't know who has it. Huh. The same thing. We did a, we did a DVD with them, the uh, Symphony for the Devil. Mm-hmm. No idea who has it. Wow. It's not ours. We don't have it. Huh. But huh. it's—I mean, somebody owns it. Yeah, that's incredibly frustrating. That really must be frustrating. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Like you know, like when you know, like stuff that you worked on—it's—it's it's, it's your work, and you yep. know, like you don't even know where it is. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's kind of fucked up in a lot of in a lot of ways. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and then just out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, see, I, I can't, this isn't an exaggeration or like, you know, like, you know, embellishing uh, nothing. Like, manager calls us up one day, it sends a text, we got that again back, it's ours. Wow. Huh. Everybody's scratching their heads at this point, like, how did this happen? Yeah. I still don't even know who had it. I just know it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> It became we, and it was it's it was the only record in our catalog that we. That it went from like not knowing where it was to owning it outright. It belonged to us. So then we, you know, now Nuclear Blast is is releasing it. But before that, there was I, I have more questions now than than I did previously. <laughs> God. That's but so it was it, it was a really free thing. I mean, it, it worked out. You know what? The band caught a break. You know, we we finally caught a break, and that worked out to our favor. You know, and it was like we were able to locate. You know, we were able to get it back, and you know, it was frustrating for a long time. And that's when you started seeing it pop up, you know, yeah. on streaming services again and stuff. But other than that, the only way that like you couldn't buy it, you couldn't, you know, you you, you couldn't like order it online. You know, it was like like the record just vanished. Yeah. 
and, and like the only thing that you would see was like you know like people uploading it on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, right. But again, in, in typical uh, typo negative fashion, the wheels are about to fall off, and then you land and, and something problem. happens. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's been like that for thirty years. Yeah, thank yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Johnny, thanks so much for your time, yeah. man. This has been, this has been Guys, amazing. Guys, this is great. I'm glad that we finally got to do the whole thing. Oh, no.